Well, friends, things are changing in our world. And today, we'd like to offer you something a little different. A brief meditation, a prayer, a retreat of sorts. And our hope is that this might be of help as together we navigate what is now before us. And a special thanks to Chad Lawson and the app Dwell for the soundtrack. I suspect today many of you are reacting, responding to life happenings in different ways. Some of you, I'm sure, have been preparing for the last few weeks and collecting toilet paper and masks and hand sanitizers, filling your fridge. Some of you are just now beginning to realize the reality of what is at hand. Some of you are staying in. Some of you have been displaced from your work or anticipate that losing your job is on the horizon. Or maybe you're walking through that with your neighbors or kids or grandkids. Some of you are now at home with little ones and the days are already starting to wear. Some of you have just hunkered down and rearranged your life as not to contribute to the problem or risk getting sick. I don't want to be over dramatic, but I am aware that for many of you, many of us, we're struggling, and I hope that what follows will be of help. Wherever you're at, I suspect that most of us, if we pause, take an honest look, we may just find a low-level hum of uncertainty just underneath the surface. I do think it's significant that in the Bible we read over and over the instruction, the help, to not be afraid. Don't give in to fear. Certainly, God knows the human heart and our propensity to let fear drive and dominate. And of course, we respond to this natural emotion in a variety of ways. And some of us get to work and prepare for what may come. Some of us retreat into denial, unable to face reality, prone to judgment of others. Some of us break and cry, obsess or panic, worry. We all have mechanisms to help us adapt. It's good to be patient and graceful with each other, not be threatened or judgmental with what we may see as an exaggerated response or a withdrawal. And really, this can become a wonderful window for prayer. In the world of psychology, those who study fear, they say that uncertainty is among the worst. And certainly today, as we peer into the binoculars of what may come, it does seem marked with uncertainty. And so our task today is to live into that uncertainty, be wise, diligent, do what is needed to do in this day, yet, yet intentionally pressing in 
to relinquishing of that myth that we have control. Today, each day, intentionally, willingly, openly, placing our care and our lives, our will, into the strong, loving, mighty arms, the crafter and sustainer of the universe, we get to longingly turn to the risen Messiah, taking the hand of our Savior, teacher, Lord, and friend. We are reminded that we are not alone. We are not alone. And these are paths that many have walked before us. And while our lives and plans and agendas are being disrupted and dismantled, we remain safe and secure in the palm of God's hand. We needn't give in to fear or worry. God's kingdom remains present, available, undeterred, unshakable. And today, we can lean into that. And in this leaning in, we don't want to ignore the needs and the reality of those who will become sick, the danger for those at high risk. That in the coming days will be difficult for many, the illness, uh, loss of jobs. Think of healthcare workers and doctors and nurses. But for most of us, what lays before us may just hold an incredible possibility. I recently read an essay by a woman who was quarantined with her family in Wuhan, China. What I heard in her words was something to this effect. I'm learning to slow down. I'm reading, cooking, doing crafts, and playing games with my family. I'm watching spring burst forth as if for the very first time I hear birds, I see squirrels. What I picked up from her essay was this idea that however things end, there's a goodness being birthed, something she's wanting to hold on to. And while I don't want to overplay things, I pray for a swift end, minimizing of the suffering and impact. I can't help but wonder if before us is a seed of possibility, an opportunity for us to slow down, rediscover simplicity of heart and life, rediscover a slower pace, rediscover each other. And rediscover what our hearts long for, a life woven, folded in worship and prayer. And so my prayer for you today, for us today, is that we would be fully awake to how we can help, comfort, and serve those in need, and that we would freely turn from the impulses of self-preservation and in our own ways, responding to our own unique circumstances, that we will face the coming days with an ease, a lightness, a deepening capacity to love and be loved. 
Could we ask for an overflow of joy in the midst of each passing day and whatever may come? Before we close our time, I'd like to share with you a prayer that I've come to love. It's a compliment from our friends at Northumbria community. And this is a bit of a paraphrase that I've slightly adapted from their book of prayers and readings titled Celtic Daily Prayer. It's the Eda Compline in honor of St. Eda, the 6th century abbotess. She ran a school for boys in Keatley County, Limerick in Ireland. Now among them was Brendan, who's some of you know, became an important figure in helping shape Celtic expressions of Christianity. And so as I read this, I invite you to sit back, find a comfortable posture, and let these words wash over you as a prayer, as a movement into something good, something true, something beautiful. And as we prepare, let's take a moment and place under God's care any distractions or areas of concern. We think of our loved ones. We think of those in need. We confess if we need to confess. We rest if we need to rest. And we remember the goodness of God. We remember invitation to life, life full of abundance. And we remember that we are a community, that we are asked, called, commanded to be of help when it's right and good for us to be of help. And sometimes our help is just to stay in. That's okay. And so, here's Ida's Compline. O oh God of life, this night, darken not to us your light. O oh God of life, this night, close not your gladness to our sight. Keep your people, Lord, in the arms of your embrace. Shelter them under your wings. Keep your people, Lord, in the arms of your embrace. Shelter them under your wings. 
Keep your people, Lord, in the arms of your embrace. Shelter them under your wings. Be our light in darkness. Be our hope in distress. Be our calm in anxiety. Be our strength in our weakness. Be our comfort in pain and be our song in the night. In peace we lay down, for it is you, O Lord, you alone who makes us to rest secure. In peace we lie down, for it is you, O Lord, you alone who makes us to rest secure. In peace we lie down, for it is you, O Lord, you alone who makes us to rest secure. Be it on your own beloved arm, O God of grace, that in peace we shall awake. Be the peace of the Spirit ours this night. Be the peace of the Son ours this night. Be the peace of the Father ours this night. The peace of all peace, ours this night. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.